welcome to the Fit Mom Life to the Fullest podcast, where we focus on how we can improve our physical health so that we can enjoy the life God has called us to, to the absolute fullest. Hello, I hope you're having a great day so far. Welcome to the podcast. If it is your first time here, happy to have you. My name is Brittany. I am a Catholic wife and mom of three boys. Third one's coming soon. And I am a personal trainer and have been doing this for a lot of years, um, over a decade now. (laughs) So a long time. Uh, That sounds so old. (laughs) It does make me so old to be able to say that. Uh, But now I stay at home with my kids. I already said that. And I run fitmomlifetothefullest.com. So I am breaking down health and fitness for the average person, for the average mom, for the person about to become a mom, for the person who's been a mom for a really long time, all those things. Sometimes we can get really sciencey or there's just a lot of information out there that can be really confusing. And I just try to break it down to manageable bite-sized pieces of what can really work in normal life and doesn't leave you feeling deprived or any of those things. So that is who I am. That is what I am about. And if you have been here before, thanks for coming back. And you know that we are ready to dive into some fun stuff. So today I'm talking about five tips for training your core, which is pretty funny to be thinking about as I am so pregnant. (laughs) Because even now as I demo things, I'm like, then brace your core and I'll still do it or I'll touch the spot where I mean, but I'm really just like bracing a bump and it just looks pretty silly. So anyway, that's probably not you if you're listening to this. Disclaimer first, if you are pregnant, this is not for you right now. I don't advise training core when you are pregnant. I don't train core when I'm pregnant. There is enough core involved in other heavy lifts, which we will talk about today. But if you are just currently pregnant, just back off of this uh, kind of stuff. Come back to it when you are able to train core again, maybe just kind of bookmark it or listen to it and just file the information away for, again, when you're going to train core. This is the whole point of today's episode. So the core encompasses many more muscles than just the abs. And if you're just Googling like an ab workout or looking it up on Pinterest or something, That's going to be referring usually mostly to just the rectus abdominis, which is like the six-pack abs when you think about that, or eight-pack if you're going to include the lower abs. And that's usually what people think of when they think of the core or say they want to work core or they want to do abs. Really, the core includes much more than that. I am going to talk mostly just about the um, abdominal muscles that are involved in the core today. So, But technically, the core, I've talked about a little bit before, but would include like your shoulders, your glutes, your back extensors. It's basically your core is the trunk of your body. Like think about like an apple core, like it's the center of your body. But today I'm going to specifically be talking about those muscles just really from like your pecs down. I'm not going to talk about your pecs and stuff as well. We're just going to talk about the ab muscles, but what else you should be looking at. So I said rectus abdominis, but you do not want to train. This is my tip number one. Okay, five tips. Tip number one is do not train just your rectus abdominis. This is what lots of crunches, lots of planks just looks like is just really hitting that rectus abdominis. You do have included in your abs so many more muscles. You have your internal obliques, which are kind of, if you put your hands like up by your ribs and kind of cut in a little bit, like making a V with your hands, 
your that's where your internal obliques are. Then your external obliques are way on the sides. That's what most people call their love handles or muffin top or whatever when it's in a negative term um, or negative tone. But those are your external obliques are way on the side of your waist. So putting your hands all the way kind of like on your hips and then up a little bit as your external obliques. You also have transverse abdominis, which are your ab muscles that are running laterally across your core. <laughs> I'm even as I'm recording this, good thing I don't video it. I'm like doing this as <laughs> acting it out on my stomach as I do it. But you have like upper TAs, lower TAs. Again, that's transverse abdominis. It's just your lateral running abs. So lastly, your lower abs, which are technically included in your rectus abdominis, but sometimes a lot of the core exercises we do that do work those quote unquote six pack abs just target upper. So I just kind of included them separately because you might not be thinking about directly training your lower abs or your lower TAs as well. Again, your lower transverse abdominis. So kind of that area below the belly button we need to think about as well, which runs into the pelvic floor and all of that stuff. I'm not going to touch pelvic floor today because I am just going to focus kind of again, like pecs down to your lower abs below the belly button. We'll stop there, but that's what I'm talking about. You need to include the entire core in your workout. This is tough, obviously, if your knowledge is limited. This is why maybe though, just taking this from the podcast, you can Google like internal oblique workouts or you know, YouTube's another great resource, like best internal oblique exercise, best external oblique exercise. So you make sure that you are including these different exercises. I'll talk about some as we go in some ways to include it. But just keeping that in mind, you want to be having the whole core in mind, not just the very front, okay? So my tip number two for this is to include standing work. So lots of times, again, core work, we think down on the mat, we think you know, isolation stuff, but there are so many great standing core exercises. Pale off press is one of my favorite where you're using a band or using cables right around like belly button to chest height. You're getting way away from the anchor point and you're pushing straight out and in. Again, you can YouTube that. Pale off press is the name of it or Google it or whatever. Um, Banded wood chops, similar, but you are going to rotate with it. You can use kettlebells and do halos or figure eights. There's just so much you could do on the TRX as well that takes you standing. So sometimes we can kind of slack off. I've found too, a lot of my clients will request like core work in their sessions, but can we just do core today? Like you kind of just want to lay on the floor, don't you? And they're like, oh, I am a little tired, you know, but, um, and, or many times they think that they can just spot train their abs to you know, for fat loss, which is not the case as well. Go back and listen to the three keys for fat loss way, way back in the beginning of these podcasts. If that is your idea of how you're going to get flat abs, that's also not going to happen. I should talk about that at the end. I'll cycle back to that. But um, again, just YouTube standing ab exercises, but they're so good to include in there to get you off the floor, to integrate more of your entire core, not just the very front of your abs and your body like the core is, it's your, the trunk of your body. It is your powerhouse. So it makes sense to challenge it standing. Another good one, you're actually moving on this one. You're not just standing. Our farmers, farmers walks or farmers carries where you are carrying one or you can do these single-sided. That would be the one. <laughs> 
Sorry, guys. I think between I'm listening to myself be so out of breath today as we get closer and closer to this due date, and uh, also I think my brain's just half in baby land and half with you guys. Sorry. So I'm going to try to just give you a little more than half, but you could do farmer's walks with two heavy dumbbells or two heavy kettlebells, or you can do it single-sided with one. That's what I want to say, which is going to be calling on your obliques a little bit more, especially your internal obliques, to overcompensate in a good way because you are having such heavy weight on one side. So all a farmer's walk is, is literally picking up a heavy weight and walking with it from point A to point B. So picture that if you're picking up two 40-pound dumbbells, if that's heavy to you, or again, you want it to be even more taxing and challenging on the core, pick up just one 40-pound kettlebell if that's an appropriate weight for you. Maybe it's less, maybe it's more. Walk that weight from point A to point B, keeping your body upright, not super leaning to the other side that doesn't have the weight because that's what your body's going to want to do. That's another great core exercise that you know, gets you out of a crunch or a plank or anything like that. Okay, number three, tip number three, is in the same vein, think about using and incorporating single-sided work to make everything a core move. So you don't have to be directly doing an ab exercise. You can just be doing one of your regular, normal, or whatever exercises from a, for a different muscle group but just making it single-sided is going to challenge the core more. So an example of this would be like a standing banded chest press. You could have two bands anchored to a point behind you that you are walking out away from. So it's again behind you, you're walking out away, and then you're pushing out and back in, okay? Standing banded chest press. Well, just getting rid of one band and doing it on one side at a time is going to cause you to brace your core so much more because again, your body is gonna wanna twist. So a lot of this, just taking it to one side, even though you could do both, I know it can be frustrating because believe me, I like to get my workouts done as fast as possible. So it is going to obviously slow down your workout time a little bit because you need to do one side, then the other side, et cetera. But throwing this in the rotation once a month or doing this for a month and then going back to both sides at the time, at the same time is a good kind of like halfway point or keeping just one or two exercises in there that you do this with, not your whole workout, because it is so much core without being core. This is something I keep in there when I'm pregnant because it's challenging your core, but it's not going to, you know, absolutely obliterate your core or do any damage to your baby or you or your abs or anything. It's just a good way to kind of keep it involved in bracing, but not, again, directly loading it. So think about using single-sided work, especially with the upper body and things like that. Banded rows, banded chest press, dumbbell floor press, whatever, standing overhead press, just one arm, so much more core because it's anti-rotational. Your abs have to fight to not let your body twist because it's obviously uneven weight. It's also very functional, especially for us moms, because think about how many times in daily life that is the case that you are holding a child on one side of your body, that kid's up on your hip and you have nothing balancing out the other side. Or you are carrying in groceries, but you have like four bags in one hand and then you just have your keys in the other because you want to be able to open the door. This is so functional. And if you don't train this, you might overarch your back and compensate by putting it in your low back or super round your shoulders and hurt your upper body or tweak your neck. So this is really actually very important to include single-sided work, not just for aesthetics, having great looking abs, but for actual 
functional core strength. Okay, number four, don't be afraid to use progressions. It should be hard, okay? So I think a lot of times we can kind of check out during core. Like, okay, good, planks aren't hard anymore, so I'm just going to hold a 30-second plank and be done. Uh, No, put a plate on your back and hold that plank for 30 seconds. Or try a new variation where you're doing a one-arm plank. It is so humbling to find harder variations of exercises you've been doing that you think you were just killing the game at because all of a sudden it's like, whoa, okay, I'm actually not quote unquote as fit as I thought. No, you're still fit. You are just at a new level. I have clients who say that all the time, like, oh man, guess I'm not as in shape as I thought or guess I'm not as fit as I thought. I'm like, no, you are fit. I've just moved the level up, you know, from a six to a to an eight. We skipped two levels, so it should be hard, right? That's the point. We should be challenging ourselves. It should be in your wheelhouse, like attainable or something to shoot for. Shouldn't be crazy, but you get what I'm saying. You don't want to just stay at comfortable. And if you think that you've capped out, again, hit Google, message me, whatever, because you can always go higher. There's such an example of, of this. There are... Um, And TRX is not a core move, but TRX pull-ups or TRX lat pulls, if you YouTube or look at that, I might have some back on my Instagram too, but it's when uh, you have your hands in the straps and you are in like a seated, your body looks like an L basically. Your, Your butt is on the floor. Your shoulders are forward of your butt. So it's not a row. Uh, very hard to describe clearly. Again, you could just YouTube this, but your hands are up on, your handles are pretty high up. You're holding the handles. Start with your butt on the ground. And again, your body looks like an L. You need to lean a little bit forward at the hips. Your shoulders are in front of your hips. Now your heels are down and your toes are up and you keep your body in that L. So you're basically totally seated, but your arms are extended over your head and your arms are straight. And then you pull yourself straight up off the floor, keeping your butt right where it is though like not letting it pop up or pushing through the legs at all. You pull your body up and then you lower it down, hopefully without touching the butt down to the ground in between as you get better at them. So those are really tough when you first start doing them. And I've had clients first start doing them. They're like, oh man, these are so hard. They can get three or four, but then eventually, you know, three months later, six months later, they're getting like eight to 10. That's awesome. Then I say, okay, take one foot off the floor And it's so much harder because you're, A, adding the balance in, but B, now you're pulling up more body weight because you don't have two feet supporting it. Well, then another progression on the exercise is literally picking your feet up. You just pick your feet up off the floor and you are basically doing like a, you're again still seated in an L, but you're doing a pull up like that. Your hands are up on the straps. You pull your whole body up off the floor and then you put it down. And I hope you can visualize that because it's really hard, really intense. I could get like one or two in between pregnancies. So such a humbling thing. You can always go up. Make sure you are applying this to your core workouts. So many plank variations. If you absolutely rock planks and then you even absolutely rock one arm planks on the floor, well, get yourself a big exercise ball, the big physio balls. Do a single arm plank on the physio ball. So challenging because now it's on an unstable surface. So there can really honestly be a progression for everything. You can add bands, then you can get heavier bands. You can add a weight to it. If you just normally do side planks, you know, first you're maybe going to start with your bottom knee down in a side plank because you're not ready for the full one. Then you go up to a full side plank. Okay, great. I'm awesome at these. Throw a dumbbell in your top hand to make it harder. 
maybe you start with a five pound dumbbell, then you go to 10, then you go to 15, then you go to 20. You see what I'm saying? Make sure you're progressing it, okay? We forget to progress core, to progress core, and sometimes we just sit in it. All right, same thing. I'll talk last one, and then I'll go to my last tip. The ab wheel. This is a great tool. I really like the ab wheel, but my disclaimer is always, you know, it really only has one function, so I wouldn't promote it as a really key piece to have at your home gym or whatever. I talked way back again about, uh, you know, equipment I think is good for a home gym, whether it's your basement, your garage, your living room, whatever, but... Ab wheel is on there because it's cheap and they're only like 20 bucks, but they, and Amazon definitely has them because I've given it as a prize many times, but, uh, you really, it's a, it is a one trick pony. It's not very versatile. So if you feel like asking for it for a gift or, or you want to make that little purchase, whatever, it's cool to have, but you can really only train one thing with it and do really to my knowledge, one exercise, but you can do ab rollouts. And if you know what that is, you're on your knees hands are on the ab wheel and you are rolling forward, bringing your hips with you and then coming back using your abs to pull you back up. So super hard the first couple times you try it, then you can do it in a bear crawl position. Then you can actually, I have only seen videos on this. I cannot do it yet and I cannot prove it. You can actually do it from standing. So you are literally standing, then you go down to the floor, roll out on your toes with this wheel in front of you and then you roll back up from a wheel. So again, I have something to strive for, no time soon, uh, but we all have that next level that we can go after, okay? Last tip of training the core, slow the heck down. And that's literally what it says in my notes is just slow the heck down. I watch people rush through core all the time thinking, okay, I'll just jam out these 12 V-sits, my lower abs will be great, okay, you're probably using momentum. You are not pulling from the muscles you're supposed to be pulling from. Another example of this is with hanging core work. Hanging core can be such a good way to train core. I should have mentioned that when I mentioned standing too, that where you were hanging from a bar, you could do this on a playground, a swing set, a pull-up bar if you have one, and you can do hanging knee raises where you are, so you're literally hanging there. You're gonna engage your lats so that you pull up a little bit from the back, and you're gonna bring your knees up towards your belly button. You could do this without feeling your abs at all. This kind of goes back to what we were talking about in the mind-muscle connection episode, if you listen to that one, that you need to think about pulling up from your belly button. You can't just be flinging your legs around. The next progression off that is to do a hanging leg raise, where that's kind of exactly what you're doing. You're hanging totally straight. Then you are bringing your legs up to parallel with the floor and then back down. I've watched people just absolutely swing back and forth They're not at all pulling from their belly button and using their abs. And now, instead of a core move, you are just kind of doing some weird cardio that's not really helping anything, okay? So in most lifting, you need to slow down, but especially in core, slow the exercise down. Make sure you concentrate on your breathing because core is another big one where we tend to hold our breath, especially if it's an isometric move because you are holding the exercise so then we want to just naturally hold our breath so again a limitation of me not actually being there watching you work out I can give you a lot of tips but you need to actually employ them think about that hopefully this is a little like bird on your shoulder (laughs) reminding you during your workout slow down breathe focus on the muscles you are working and you know just putting it all together 
not working just the front of the abs. Take it standing, take it hanging, make sure you're including the outside of your body, your external obliques. And, you know, again, tons of exercises out there. YouTube is a great resource. Feel free, though, seriously, to email me, fitmomlifetothefullest at gmail.com or message me on Instagram, fitmomlifetothefullest, if you need some ideas. But I'm pretty sure as well that we did, I'm pretty sure Ben and I did an episode on, it's getting to the point where now I'm like, did we do an episode on that or did we just talk about that? Uh, And myself personally, I'm like, was this just a thought or did I do an episode on it? Because we are like, you know, past the 90 episodes almost here, so It's getting a little difficult to remember what we've covered or not, but I'm pretty sure we did list out some of our favorite core exercises. So you can hop on back through that as well. But on my YouTube channel, I do have uh, some core workouts and some full length workouts that you can do with me or just some core exercises you can look up in the how-to and demo videos. So making sure you're working more than just the very front. All right. Because again, in real life, that's another big one. I hear people who throw out their backs from putting their kids in their car seats. We need to train in the twisting, one side of the body, loading kinds of exercises because that's real life. Okay? And that's what I'm all about, right? Making this work for you in real life. So thank you so much for hanging out today. If you enjoyed the episode, I would love if you'd take a second to give it a rating and review on iTunes if that is where you were listening to it and you are able to and you have not already done so, I would really appreciate it. All right, have a great day. I will talk to you guys next time.